0: We're on the line with Alan Marshall in the Detroit area. Now, Alan, you did something recently that really encouraged a whole lot of medical workers. Tell us what you did.
1: Well, it started when my mom turned 97 on March 31st. Uh, she lives in a senior apartment, and we weren't able to have her birthday party and and celebrate with her, you know, uh, other residents of the place. So I took the money that we were going to spend on her and some money that I had saved for a, a, a knife sharpening machine. And I went out and got a sign made that says, on one side, free gas for nurses, and on the other side, thanks for all you do. And I, uh, my wife works at Blue Cross Blue Shield downtown. And after I dropped her off in the morning, I went to the local gas station across from three different uh, hospitals. One's called the DMC which is a large uh, hospital in Detroit, the Children's Hospital, which is right next to it, and then the Veterans Hospital, which is a block away. And I went to the local gas station there and passed out pass for two consecutive days uh, with that money. So we passed out about 48 tanks of gas and got to talk to a lot of first responders early on in the the virus uh, before the quarantine was mandatory. So that was uh, that was quite interesting to do.
0: What was the reaction from people who saw the sign and especially from people uh, who were, were nurses and people in the medical field who who drove in for the free gas? How did they react?
1: Oh, they were, it was, it was, it was nothing like I expected. I yeah, i had seen these kind of promotions before by local radio stations for silly things. And, and I really didn't know what, you know, what it would all, how it would happen, but a lot of, a lot of people waved. A lot of people went out because this is right at the entrance ramp of an expressway. A lot of nurses waved. A lot of them held up their badges as they drove by and honked. Uh, people came up and uh, donated money. Homeless people came up and donated money, which was quite interesting. Uh, uh, they had gone to these hospitals in the past and they they don't have anything to give, so they they came up and saw me and they gave up money. But the, the nurses, it depends on where they were working, what department they were working on and what they had experienced. But most of them were just happy to have somebody say something to them because there's nobody in the hospitals. They say they go from room to room, patient to patient, and there's nobody there. There's no – normally there's there's family or friends who are, you know, walking in the halls thanking them or, or doing something, even if they had lost so – if the – if a visitor had lost somebody there was somebody there to to see them but now there's nobody there so literally they have somebody standing there and and just recognizing them was a was a big deal to them uh it, there's no stop i guess that's the the main thing that they were that i got from them is you just went literally from room to room to room to room there was no break and this was in april this was april 1st to 2nd so it's been a long time since, and it's, it's worse now than it was then.
0: Why did you do this? What, you know, what motivated you in your heart just to say, hey, I'm going to spend some money and, and sacrifice here?
1: Well, my, since my mom's 97, she didn't get there by herself. And my wife and I, we've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we were a very generous couple to start with. Uh, we went to high school together, and we've been doing donating and, and volunteer activities uh, since we were teenagers but since my mom is maybe turned 80, 88 or 89, she's had a lot of assistance from, from first responders, EMTs, nurses, uh, doc, not so many, not so much doctors, because most of the time she's just has minor problems like dehydration or uh, female, little female issues that, you know, can be taken care of at the urgent care. And, and none of the, none of the first, I mean, When you really think about it, she has a lifeline around her neck, and she presses that button, and so many people are affected. You know, first somebody calls, and they they contact us. We're on our way. The fire department's on their way. The EMTs are on their way. The uh, ambulance service, which is separate in our area, is on the way. So by the time she gets there, by the time we get there, there's maybe eight to ten people who are involved in this, and nobody will take anything. Nobody will take a, a gift card or they're just happy to do their job Tell us don't worry about it. So probably seven, seven years ago, I think seven or eight years ago, we started doing this, passing out gift cards and buying groceries for people that we see who go out of their way to help make our lives better. And the urgent care people locally, they know her by first name. They actually recognize her at the, the local grocery store and, uh, how do you say thank you to those people? so I started passing out these gift cards and passing out uh meals at the at the local barbecue place and uh anywhere I see anybody in scrubs, I take care of those people and then they don't have a there's no conflict of interest they're not in the hospital setting they're not in a in a work capacity and uh and they're really shocked to have it happen which is which is sad because I think a lot of people are Looking for something to say thank you to, and they don't know how to do it.
0: Understood. Now, what do you do professionally?
1: Well, I was an automotive designer for uh, 30 years, and I owned a small uh, pet grooming business uh, after that. And currently, I lost my job at the beginning of the year, uh, not because of downsizing, but because we didn't, uh, the company I was working for was not awarded the work that we were bidding on. So I just turned 60 in February, so I'm not exactly sure if I was going to go back to work or what, what, what I was going to do. But I do, I do knife sharpening for soup kitchens and for churches and for friends and, and, and neighbors and things like that, but nothing on a very high level. And so that's kind of what I do. I just, I'm kind of just in between things, and I've done a lot of work. I, I was in the process of uh, uh, volunteering at the local hospital. But that all came to the stop uh, when the, the coronavirus came in. So, uh, but yeah, I did automotive design here in Detroit. And that was very good to me. And I invested, I invested well. So that was, that's good. And my wife has a career. She actually has a 42 year career with the uh, insurance company. So uh, that's, that's basically it. I mean, we, but we've been generous. See, that's the thing for us is it's, it's, uh, it's that the attention I'm getting is kind of new, because I'm I'm so used to doing this and it's just a lot of different ways of doing it. There's so many people out there who who can just need a simple thank you or a recognition or anything like that. It's just something we do, you know.
0: So this is sort of normal for you, it sounds
1: like. Oh yeah, well you know one of the things I do. Uh, one of my uncles who lived in California actually, in uh, San Bernardino, he. Uh, He gave away bouquets of flowers. He had a friend who owned a uh, florist shop, and I found that he gave away flowers every day. Uh, When he left his uh, apartment, it was right there at the corner, and he would stop in and pick up a couple bouquets of flowers and just randomly pass them out during the day. And uh, since I found that out at his funeral, I've been doing that as well for for three years. And uh, I've met all kinds of interesting people just randomly in the grocery store handing them a $5 bouquet of flowers. And uh, it's, it's, it takes so little, you know. Your radio show probably airs this stuff, too. It's very little that you have to say to somebody to make a difference. And, and that's that's really what we try to do is just recognize people and and just let people know that somebody's thinking about them, you know. It's a, it's a small thing to do, and it doesn't take much effort or time.
0: So once this pandemic is over and things return to whatever the, the new kind of normal is, what do you think life's going to be like for people, you know, attitudes and thoughts and what they want to do?
1: You know, that's, that's a good question because the, where I worked at, we had people were from all over the country. Uh, it was a, a multinational uh, company and there was a lot of handshaking, a lot of hugging, a lot of Europeans. So there was a lot of a lot of hugging and kissing on both sides of the face. And I don't think that's going to come back. I think that's going to be, people are going to be more standoffish for a while. And and I think that's, that's going to be a sad part of it. To me, it was a, a nice part, nice company to work for and see these people react. Uh, not so much uh, Americans do that kind of stuff. We shake hands a lot, that kind of stuff. But I know I've been in grocery stores where people have sneezed and then everybody stops and looks at them as if they've, Really done something awful, and it's. It, I hope that doesn't. Uh, I hope that doesn't continue. I don't think that. I don't think that's where we need to be. And my faith in God tells me that's probably not necessary. So, I hope that. Hope that doesn't uh, continue.
0: All right, Alan. I really appreciate your talking with us.
1: Well, I think thank you for calling. It's. Uh, and I, and I tell people all the time. It's. It's a simple thank you. is, is all these people need. The first responders, I, you know, I, I can't imagine what these people are seeing and going through every day. I did tell the nurses or, or a couple of other people who stopped by and talked that they don't need to suffer alone. Uh, my father was a, a corpsman in the Army during World War II. We didn't know anything that he did until he just before his, his passing, and he, he did a lot of suffering that was unnecessary. And these nurses and these first responders, even the people emptying the garbage, in the hospitals, what they're seeing is going to traumatize them. And we need to remember that and, and really look forward to, you know, to helping them when they get, get us through this. And, uh, and I encourage all first first responders to ask for help if they need it, don't suffer alone and to, to let them know that we love them and, and we appreciate what they've done for us. Uh, if, if any of your listeners need something to do, just keep that in their mind and, and really understand that these people, you know they're not going to go through this uns- unscarred, and and we have an obligation to make sure that their life is is as good as ours at least.
0: I hear you.